Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. Today, I am Book Revolution Now here with Sophie Jonavarka, aka. Hi. And then we have a very special. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. <laughs> and then we have a very special guest. So I was breezing past Sophie so I can get to the guest. Uh, Quanic, a very epic musician, plays very epic shoegaze. Say hi, Quanic. Hello. Hello, hello, Very hello. Very happy to have you on. Thank you so much for Very coming on. Very happy to be here. This is an honor. Yes. Congrats on the um, new album. Yeah, so for the listeners who don't know, definitely check out Quantic's new album, Step Dream, that came out three weeks ago. Very cool shoegaze, indie, alternative rock, noise, pop, all sorts of cool, epic genres. So thank you, Quantic, for joining. And yeah, we. I'm gonna, I have lots of questions prepared for you, Quantic, but before... We get into the quantic questions. The I think we need questions. the quantic questions. I want to start, <laughs> talk, yes, with talking about the spiciest news of the week that is very heavy stuff that <laughs> as a news podcast, we are obviously going to talk about, which is the headline here is Boy 10. <laughs> Calls, calls on Apple to redesign offensive nerd emoji. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> so, so what I, what what sticks out to me about this article is that like so this is like a New York Post article, and the New York Post is like uh, just like you know like really bad. Like they're kind of like yeah. the daily, they're like in the like the Daily Mail and all those other like, like the just, American Daily Mail for like yeah. men. Just like they're just like junk that's just like they don't really contribute anything positive to society. And most of their articles are like dunking on like liberals and like dunking on like marginalized people. It's like very toxic, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. this is kind of this to me. This to, to me, this one's funny because they're they're dunking on a 10 year old. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a new level that's a new level for the new york post but i'm going to read it because it actually is like it's kind of it's kind of it's it's pretty good so it says in a bid to promote inclusivity and challenge stereotypes 10 year old teddy from england has initiated a campaign urging apple to redesign its nerd face emoji Teddy a Teddy a proud glasses wearer finds the current emoji <laughs> proud glasses yeah proud glasses wearer finds the current emoji offensive and and insulting due to its portrayal of prominent front teeth and apparently he was like on the BBC and like was talking about like how this emoji is making life for people with glasses miserable and obviously I'm gonna be obviously Base News Network is on the t- uh, is on the on the kids team here yeah because yeah you know good for this kid you know this kid literally has probably a million alt-right trolls who are like posting about him on the internet and harassing well maybe not harass hopefully hopefully not harassing him directly but you never know and this kid's a punk rocker for for having the for having the guts to to go on to bbc news to, to defend glasses wearers. Can you can you explain how he redesigned the emoji? Like what did he change? Oh, here we go. Okay. He re- he it says right here. He redesigned the emoji which he affectionately calls the genius emoji. 
and it features <laughs> it features thin glasses, thin frames, and a small smiley face, steering away from what he describes as horrible rabbit teeth. So I will say that's that is where I had. There's a little bit of a divide between me and the boy, because the the ten year old boy, you know, I think he's right to defend glasses wearers and want to change the emoji. You're a glasses like, wearer. As well, I'm a glasses wearer. Context. I yeah. am too. Yeah. I'm not, but I'm an ally, so I stand with you guys. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you, Sophie. You're but welcome. here's the thing, though. I find this I find this move offensive to people with buck teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never gave it much thought, but it, it's going to be hard getting rid of that. Emo- like, I mean, I know he probably, they probably won't change the emoji, but um, I'm, I won't lie. I use it a lot. It's one of my my favorite emojis, so <laughs> I feel like I have to to, to reconcile with that. And I just get I over love it. the emoji too. I think that mm-hmm. um, glasses wearers shouldn't feel threatened by the emoji. I fall asleep <laughs> with my glasses on like all yeah. the time, so I'm very glad to have my own emoji. I really like. I feel like it's me in an emoji. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe there'll be like a movement to reclaim it now. <laughs> but do you think there's more people with buck teeth than like glasses or I don't know. I feel like the the I didn't expect to be getting into this, but I feel like the the like term buck teeth is probably su- like kind of like how do you define how do you define it? You know, like I feel like a lot of people teeth look very different. Like everyone's teeth looks different, especially if they don't get braces. So I don't, I don't know, know if I, that's I, a bad term. It, yeah, maybe I could say like large is. teeth. Or like <laughs> prominent protruding. teeth, protruding, prominent, prominent yeah, protruding yeah. teeth. It sounds even worse. It just sounds... Yeah, that's... Well, yeah. I, I will say, though, I'm looking... I'm actually looking really closely now at the glasses emoji, and the teeth do look horrendous. <laughs> like, they don't... Those are those are gigantic buck teeth. They, they don't look human. Like, that actually is offensive. That is not... Like the because the other emojis also have teeth, some of them, like the smiley ones and stuff, and their teeth look normal. This one, the teeth just looks disgusting. The teeth look healthy though. They look nice and white. <laughs> All right. This is oh this is this is this is uh, this is what this is why people tune into Base News Network is to get every the angle, real news and the, get, every angle. Every you know, angle. I'm really I really like this topic. I like the emoji a lot. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why we invite like correspondents, you know, to, to provide different differing perspectives, and well, that's I what think, we're about. So I don't think we should change the emoji because it's it's a part of history. Yeah. Oh God. You know? Yeah. Like, Every emoji is a part of history. Like the yeah. emoji movie. That was a yeah. part of history. That's true. Oh. What is going on in the mo- What is the glasses emoji in the emoji movie doing? Has anyone seen it? I've never seen the emoji movie, but maybe we're due for a watch. I think we're Sophie. I think we're due for a watch. All yeah. Right, maybe see. we'll do a Patreon on that. Or I think the, I think the emoji, like I might get in trouble for saying this. I think the emoji movie emojis look like attractive. Wow! <laughs> and I don't, oh, I, I don't, okay. I don't think. I, look, that's, I don't. That's fu- my boyfriend, by the way, Quanic. He's well, my I'm boyfriend not, saying this. That's <laughs> that's some based news right there. <laughs> that is it's some not, based okay. news right there. All right, so everyone go on Google emoji movie, and just like oh look at God. and just look at it, 
And like, look at the riz on the poop emoji. <laughs> okay. Look at oh, look. Stop. They gave the poop emoji riz. Oh no. oh no! They gave the emojis riz, and like this emoji here is like blue hair, like blue How hair. I explain to people that my boyfriend thinks the emojis in the emoji movie are attractive. No, ne- let me let me try to explain a little bit better. I don't personally find them attractive. Right. I think that the movie studio intentionally tried to add add a little bit of like, you know. That Hollywood Oof. flair, yeah. And a little bit something like that is just like a handsome. What do you think about the hand emoji? <laughs> hand... Okay, so the hand emoji is definitely the ugliest one. Yeah. Like you can I tell agree. that. You can see that's the thing. You can the fact that you can tell the hand emoji is ugly compared to the others, like it's it's it establishes that when they made the poop emoji like they gave the poop emoji like nice hair. Yeah, he's very charismatic. He has like a yes. little yeah, tie, I, I, a bow tie. I, I get it. I get it. Like, I feel like I feel like the main emoji has like a bit of a five o'clock shadow. Mm. You know, which is attractive. To they tried to some make people. him relatable. All right. Yeah, and every man. Wow, okay, so I didn't I... expect to get into this deep analysis <laughs> emojis, but yeah. I wonder if the um, eggplant emoji enters the okay, movie. Okay, Kaya. That's... <laughs> the, the, the I feel eggplant, like this is my fault. The eggplant emoji, emoji is like flops into the movie. Hey, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Uh, so, so, but yeah, I'm not seeing the glasses emoji in the movie. So maybe it is and we need to watch it. But it's the, the fact assistant. That... I watched it recently. Oh. oh, you watched it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So is he portrayed positively, negatively, like neutral? He's like the boss's emoji. Um, it's like the assistant of the boss emoji. Mm. And it's it's pretty neutral, I, I'd say. Wow. Okay. Okay. Did he have the teeth? Um, yeah, but it wasn't like as protruded as the apple emoji. Mm. Okay. Well, that's another thing to consider too. Is and I guess the kid did specifically call out apples because like there's different emojis for different devices and like platforms. So that Mm. you know plays a role as well. Emojis aren't just one thing, I guess. You know what Apple should do is just redesign the glasses emoji and just have it the exact same, and the teeth are just a little bit bigger. <laughs> that would be that would be punk. Yeah, that'd be that, an, would be. that would be an epic prank. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so I think the the ten year old boy has convinced me, and everyone, please spread the word. We need to put pressure on Apple to like. I want to see it. I want to see the the glasses emoji be a punk emoji. Take the teeth away and give it like a mohawk or something. You know, that'd be pretty cool. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Well. Well, on that note, well, <laughs> um, that was Kaya's topic. Here's mine. Um, bad baby is pregnant. Woo! There's really not a lot to say about this besides the like. There's a bit of a shock factor to it because she's only 20 years old. Um, this is not a judgment, of course, but like, I feel like people still see her as that like 16 or like, she was like 14. I don't even know. It was in 2016, so. Yeah. Well, how long ago was that? Like seven years ago. So she would have been like 13, 14 years old. Um, and that's still kind of how I see her as like a teenage girl who's like 
rapping and stuff. <laughs> I feel like there's something to say about that. Like, I feel like child stars are always seen as kids right. forever. Yeah, that's true. And they kind of have to, like, do increasingly edgy things to, like, break from that, too. Yeah, like... Where do you think the corn kid will be in like seven years from now? Oh my God. We were just talking about him on an episode we did on, like we did a special report on Gen Alpha because yeah. we thought it needed to be done. And we were, we were talking about the corn meme and I feel so bad for that kid because like, like if, if you just like strip away everything, like the video is cute you know like the kid is cute he's just having fun with yeah, the corn he's talking and stuff. about his favorite snack yeah yeah exactly so imagine you're just innocently talking about your favorite snack and it becomes like a huge meme where people are, like making merch off of you know like i don't know like i don't even know what that i can't even begin to imagine what that would be like <laughs> yeah so yeah you know it's just the, the entire time you're talking about the corn song i was just like thinking really hard about like the nerd emoji not <laughs> not because not because i'm still stuck on that topic even though i am a little bit but because i just picture that emoji when i think of the corn song like i think that that like, is yeah that's true that they have the same vibe i feel like I the do. corn the corn song kid should unite with the 10 year old glasses kid and fight they not fight, not fight each other. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. They should write a song. They should. Write yeah, and then they should have Bad Baby on there too. Yeah. Yeah. It should be called "Stop Being Mean to Kids That Are Famous." <laughs> yes, I actually think Bad Baby's music is good. That's oh, my me take. too. For I sure. love. I really like it. Like, um, Gucci Flip Flops is like a actually unironically a really good song. I agree um yeah i'm glad to hear it i i think a lot of people do agree they're just too afraid to to say it i think um, the video for that song is really creative too it's really good yeah kayo have you seen the video uh no i'm a bad music <laughs> critic i haven't seen it yeah well there's some music that the critics don't care about and that's bad baby's music but she's like Ooh. she's like in a 1950s like household basically and it's like in black and white and then she like does stuff basically i don't know <laughs> but I'm it's a good a it's more, a good video i'm a bit more into artists like quantic i don't know if you've heard of quantic oh i don't know who that is it's, bro. it's like oh yeah it's it's like alternative when i think of quantic i think of the nerd emoji all right quantic <laughs> i have some questions i want to look we, congratulations bad bad baby bad baby's baby. having a baby yeah that's pretty good. And thank you for bringing that up, Sophie. Quantic, let's talk about Step Dream, your yeah. new album. First off, where did you get that album cover from? So Chris Thompson is the person who painted everything, like all the art for, around Step Dream. And I tried to work with him, or I worked with him because he does the uh, Sunny Day real estate cover arts, like Diary oh. and all that. That's so and good. I I really really love that album cover and how it feels to be something on and all that. And That's a I, fantastic I, cover. I I guess I deep dove into uh like the credits for Diary and I found Chris and I hit him up on Instagram thinking he like would not respond and uh 
he ended up responding and he was he was really fun to work with he really understood everything around the album dope yeah no i mean i feel like looking i mean just like first off listening to the album i could definitely tell it's like a very a record with like a lot of influence from 90s alternative rock shoegaze etc and like i actually had no clue i did not realize that the artist was the same one who did the like sunny day real estate art as well yeah. um because i feel like this is something that happens a decent amount in like music creation that people don't always understand is that like a lot of the times if there's a specific artist or musician or whatever that you like you know you might be able to just like hit them up on facebook or something and they might respond and might be down to like help out or like yeah know. exactly i think you like nailed this on like your first album too and i think it's really cool how you like kind of brought that to the second album and then like also expanded with like more variation in your second album just like the really awesome shoegazy guitar tones how do you like you know you don't need to get into like the specifics of like the pedals or plugins or whatever <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, yeah. How, how do you go about like crafting crafting your guitar tones so between canopsia and dream it was like very different um, both of the albums have like real guitar on it and everything, but um, for Canopsia, it was like all VSTs. Like I used like guitar rig and stuff, and I tried I tried really hard to give it that like real atmospheric tone that it has on that album. And for Step Dream, it was just fucking around with like, like a huge pedal board at my friend Max's studio. Um, it, it was really fun to try to make it more genuine than just like nerd necking on a computer. But um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely kind of that's definitely something that stood out to me, too, is like a, a pretty like kind of pivot between your first album and your and your second album is definitely it sounds more like that live guitar. And I wasn't sure, you know, because like I know now some people are so good at just like messing around on the computer. <laughs> they can make yeah. it sound live, but, it you know, it's it's it actually is live, which is really cool. And um, I like also how you like use more acoustic guitar and stuff like that in the new record. I, I'm, you know, just kind of looking through because I know we kind of talked about the artwork and I know also I'm seeing some like other cool credits and like other people that are like really interesting artists like featured on this record. Yeah. Like obviously one that stands out to me is Julian Coster. Yeah. Of um, Neutral Milk Hotel. I guess yeah. like I'm kind of curious where you got the idea to work with Julian and how did that kind of play out? I'm a very, very, very big like Neutral Milk Hotel fan and also just like Julian so Coster's solo work. Um, he is such a nice like person. He's so bright and he is very, I don't know. He was just so excited to work with me on the album, which was something I was not expecting. And um, I think he really added so much to Rummage. Yeah, Rummage was like a standout track for me when I listened through it both because it's a great song also i like like i said I, I really appreciate the the variation on the record and like i think it's really cool to have like a bit more of a um well i mean just like to have like a singing saw you know on yeah, the record. yeah. it's like a, a really cool like you know um dynamic to add into the record yeah and then like i was into it and then when i saw like the the julian coster credit i was like oh that is really mind-blowing and i guess it kind of just goes to show like i said like before just it's just kind of like authentic 90s and, and like as sophie said um i'm a big neutral milk hotel fan 
He really, really is. <laughs> and the airplane over the sea is my my number one favorite album. I have it ranked as number one on my um. I have this list of best albums of all time as number one. So, as every music nerd should, it's very uh, deserving. Yeah, yeah, epic. Um, I yeah, and I guess I was gonna you know ask too, just like kind of looking through. I'm also seeing like Jeff Schroeder on the guitar here, who's like plays in like Smashing Pumpkins, I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, um, he just recently left Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Like, I guess, like, was this like, like, did you, how did that happen? Were you, did you like reach out or was, yeah. I met him at um, Max Photographic Memory Studio. He was like, I have Jeff coming in, coming in tomorrow if you want to meet him. And I was like, holy shit, that is insane. And wow. um, Max sent him my album and Jeff really liked it. So he wanted to play. We just wanted to work together. So he recorded a couple of guitars on like South and That's he was so really cool. nice. And we, we ended up hanging out again at the Smashing Pumpkins show in Fort Lauderdale. And we had a really good time. It's nice but, to hear um, like all these positive stories about like these very like beloved musicians. Oh, yeah. I ha Julian Coster, while he was working on Step Dream, he told me that he was like recording on a farm and um, people like were outside of the window hearing him record and they, they kept saying that it was sick. And Whoa. he just kept updating me with these <laughs> stories that were just so unbelievable and like almost magical in a way that only like Julian Coster could, could tell me. <laughs> Yo, what a, what? what a special like thing to have. <laughs> That's yeah. the magic. That's the magic of music, right there, for real. Yeah, I feel like he is music. He is as a person. He legit is. Uh, I yeah, I I, I think like, and I try to explain this sometimes to people who maybe don't know, but like, not. I think the like ninety to ninety five percent of musicians are like legit the nicest and coolest people you'll ever meet if they like are making music for the good reasons of for because the right they reasons. Well, yeah, you know, if they love art and stuff like that, you know. Uh but there are yeah. like the five there are there is the five percent you will occasionally run into that um you are gonna see them get canceled because they're bad people. <laughs> they deserve it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh so I'm really happy to hear yeah no I mean I'm, I'm super thrilled like it's it's very cool it's very it's very cool because like like I said, like when I initially listened to this record, I was like, oh, this sounds like like a lot of my favorite 90s rock, which is very dope. And like Fireman, my project also, like I definitely am inspired by the same music too. And then it's just really funny now, like looking through and realizing it doesn't just sound like it because it's inspired by it, but it like sounds like it because it like literally has some like some of it, some of that literal 90s magic inside of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, we tried really hard to make it genuine because I feel like that's all I really listened to at the time when I was making that album. I, I wanted it to sound like the records that I was listening to at the time, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. great. It's great stuff. It really, really is. I really so enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told my sister a couple hours ago, like, yeah, uh, Sophie and I are going to be interviewing Quanic. I don't know. And then my sister was like, oh, my God, I love Quanic. No so, way. Yeah, for real. Well, my sister, my sister has good music taste. So Shout she out really your does. Sister. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Annabelle. 
Shout out Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle. Yes! Quantic says hi. I say hi, yeah. <laughs> All right, she's a fan, so that, that'll make her really happy. Aww. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's like this? Because you kept you kept mentioning this like like studio, like photographic memory. Is that like a friend you have? Like, what is that studio? Oh, yeah. Um, I flew to L.A. with my friend Rome to record the studio version of Step Dream. And originally, it was not going to be at the photographic memory studio. But um, my friend Ari was like, I have this friend and he is a big fan of your music and I think you guys would click. And I ended up meeting Max, aka Photographic Memory, and he has this he has this very like cool little studio with it's just like crammed with instruments and shit and like big pedal board and I don't know. I I very much enjoyed working with him and um I before I like even flew out to LA, I didn't even know who he was and then now he's like one of my best friends. And they contributed so much to the record. That's awesome. That's yeah. That's 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 really dope. So you were like initially gonna? Were you initially planning on just kind of like doing it a bit more like DIY? Yeah, they had this studio. Um, our distributor had this studio that um was just like kind of DIY. But when we walked in, it felt like more FL studio y with yeah. no with no like instruments or anything. So we were kind of lost on what to do. And uh, yeah, Ari came to the rescue. Sweet. That's awesome. And I mean, another thing I definitely want to ask about, too, is just like, well, first off, like, congrats on hitting like a, mo- a million monthly Spotify listeners. <laughs> That's Thank crazy. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. To me. That can is you, so nuts. Can you talk about like what it was like for your music to like go viral and stuff like on TikTok and like, online? Yeah, it's it's so weird because I dropped Canopsia and like the peak at the time was I think 14,000 monthly listeners. And I thought that was fucking huge at the time. And then um, everyone kind of like forgot about it for a little bit. And then one day, like randomly, it seems like everyone just started listening to Life Imitates Life. And I don't know now. Now we're here and it's it's unbelievable still to me. Yeah. Do you did you have any fans who were like upset about it going like your song going viral and like I see a lot of people like... I see a lot of people getting upset like trying to like gatekeep it and I think it's really funny. Guys, we need to gatekeep Quantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like I don't really know if weird. it's like I don't know if Quantic wants to be gatekept. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, you do. I think it's funny watching them like attempt to do it. Like, I see, I see TikToks with people using my music and stuff, and people asking the comments like, "Oh, what song is this?" And someone like Aquatic fan responds like, "Oh, don't tell them. Don't tell them, please." Oh, <laughs> yo, That's it's so game over. Awesome. It's game over for your smaller fans now that um, you got that base news network. Oh, oh no! As, now <laughs> you're no, they can mainstream. keep trying. It's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, shout guys, out the gatekeepers. To... Shout out yeah. the the news spreaders. That's the new goal is to, <laughs> to cl- the the new goal is to close the gate on Quantic. <laughs> we, we need to get you back down to ten thousand monthly listeners. That's the goal to zero <laughs> monthly listeners. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. stop. She's gonna start shaming people on TikTok. Like, oh, the only the only way you can listen to Quantic is if you memorize the songs and play them inside of your head. 
Oh yeah. All right, yeah, that's that's already already do that. Everybody <laughs> everybody should be doing that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty uh that's step one. There's one USB you can obtain at your local library that has my music <laughs> on it, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's so dope. I'm gonna oh put a God. virus on that USB so no one can listen. <laughs> if Quantic has zero listeners, I'm dead. <laughs> good, good. Yay. That means I did I did my job. All right. Yeah. Um cool. I guess like what other kind of like okay, for example, like I see you have a song here that is I think is a really great song, Bryn Mar. Yeah. Uh what inspired that song, Bryn Mar? Just because I grew up in Pennsylvania. So like that song like kind of stood out to me. Well, the title itself was recommended by Jesse, but musically I was listening to like a lot of Bowie. And I wanted to make a song like five years. Oh, that's dope. Okay, well, honestly, yeah. I mean, it's a cool title. It's like, I think even if you don't have a relationship to Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, like, it's still a cool title. So that's totally respectable. Yeah, I wish I had, like, the coolest story ever for the title, but Jesse was just like, you should name it this. And I'm like, okay, because I didn't know what I was going to name it at all. It, well, it sounds like Bryn Mawr. I've never been to Bryn Mawr, though, so I can't say, but it sounds like... <laughs> you haven't even been there either. <laughs> Well, it's well, but it's in your state. It's in it was in your state. Well, I mean, actually, no, it was actually in my. Oh, I don't uh, know. In my county. Oh, really? So Delaware County. So I probably have like drove through it. You know, I don't know. I just know there's like a college there or something. Yeah. So. All right, that was a easy peasy question to answer. So Quantic. Yeah. Now, so you have a tour coming up. Yep. Are you with uh with Jane Remover? Yep. You excited? Very. Why? Um, I love Jane. And um I think that playing a lot of shows is gonna be fun, especially with Jane. Like I don't think I would want my first tour to be with anyone but but her. Oh, so this is your first tour? Yeah. As um Quantic, yeah. Sweet, congrats. Um Thank you. I mean, it's gonna be dope. Like, uh, have like have you played very many like live shows as Quantic? No, I've only played one. Was it like with a full band? Yeah, it was in L.A. and we had um, Rome and Max and Austin. Oh, it was sweet. really cool. Oh, uh, playing is so playing 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 rock is live is literally the best. It is very fun. I'm je- I'm jealous. Like I'm honestly I'm honestly jealous of this tour. It look like it looks well. I mean I'm gonna go see you and Jane when you come to New York. So that I'll, I'll yeah. live I'll live through you. I'll get to live the experience. But no, I mean that's great. And I I didn't realize. So you and Jane are are like friends. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You two like have good like I mean you're on the same label, so <laughs> and like got similar music. But like do you do you have you two like hung IRL? Yeah, I we've hung like three times, I think now. But I've known Jane for like, I think four years now, three years. Oh, so you two have gotten to see each other grow. You have two have grown symbiotically. Is that the right word for that? That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Wow, it's a little shoegaze. That's gonna be that's gonna be double shoegaze. Yeah. Shoegaze <laughs> are you going? Are you going to Minnesota? <laughs> um, I don't know. 
<laughs> Probably I, not. I'm gonna say no. They don't. Minnesota doesn't get. I I'm from asking, Minnesota. Yeah. No, we're not. Oh no. Okay. No, I, it's okay. I, I, I'll be in New York very we'll soon. Fly, anyway. We'll fly. We'll fly Sophie out for the show. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. I'll well, probably, that's great. I'll be there. That probably. sounds yeah. That sounds that sounds dope. And you know, you know, I I feel like sometimes as a musician, like well, I guess okay. Before I say what I was gonna say, how are you? Like so now that you've released this record, first off, congrats on the record. It's really dope. Congrats on a million Spotify, whatever, all Thank that. You. How are you feeling now? Because I asked the same thing to Jane. Are you already sort of, kind of, a little bit thinking about? what you want to do next in terms of your creative output yeah right now i'm i'm doing some big brainstorming by listening to a lot of music that's how i that's how i do the pre-album game i guess dope what does that look like do you make like playlists that inspire you or yeah like usually stuff? usually i'll make like um a playlist on like spotify and just add entire albums that i like and just keep them on shuffle while I'm driving or sleeping or something. So when you tour, are you going to be both doing vocals and guitar simultaneously, or is it just going to be vocals? Do you know yet? I know for me, I'm always going to be playing guitar while singing, but cool. um, I think for Jane, she does vocals without playing guitar and also vice versa. Dope. Yeah. I, the reason I asked was because like one thing, I have found is that when you when you play a lot of shows, you just get a lot better at your instrument and like you just get you just get it's just like you know there's there's no trade off like it's not like you're getting detracted from working on your next record because you're touring. It's like actually yeah. the the touring is going to help you figure out like oh I really like how this feels when I'm on stage or whatever you know what I mean. It's gonna it's yeah, gonna help, yeah. but I mean. I guess I've got I'm I'm hooked like I'm I'm uh even though like I know it takes a while <laughs> like I'm already looking forward to more like obviously I'm very satisfied with the uh, step dream and your your output already but it's you know it's really awesome so that's thank you that's great and um I love uh my favorite thing to do is let me do this real quick oh god what is he doing nothing don't worry give me a second I really like the beginning of that. I don't know if you could hear that. That was comatose. I think um, Zoom just suppressed the hell out of it. Yeah, I don't think I could hear it. Oh, <laughs> come on. That was the lamest thing It was just like ever. awkward silence. You're like, what is happening? Okay, that is... All right, well... I would I I was I was playing the intro of comatose. Like... Chur, 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 chur. Oh, that's so cool. I was just going... I'm chur, imagining chur. it now. Yeah. And it sounds epic. It's great. It's great. <laughs> That's uh that's what I've been doing is like preparing for this uh interview. I'm just opening up comatose and going chun 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 just pressing. Maybe it over you could send again. me send me like an audio file of you doing it. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, would love sure. to hear that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like me pressing play on your song. <laughs> but I will I will send you <laughs> Yeah. I wanna I wanna hear that. Okay. I'll see what I can do uh when we're not on Zoom zoom 
you know, these these dang corporations. These zoomers. These zoomers. zoomers. Are you a zoomer, Quanic? Yeah. Yeah. Are you technically Gen Elf? No. No, that yeah, was I'm, so I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quantic Sorry, that that was a troll, don't worry. I was trolling. <laughs> All right. I it was a jest. I well, actually turn 19 tomorrow. Oh my god, happy birthday. Thank you. That's so crazy. Like, I think we were asking Jane about this, but like, because Jane is also quite young. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like say that in a uh, like patronizing way or anything like that. I just, I think it's really cool <laughs> that like you and Jane are so successful, so young, and like, <laughs> how does that feel to achieve what you've achieved at? You're still in. You're still like eighteen. Still in middle school. Yeah, yeah I'm still, still in middle, in middle school. school. I feel like sometimes I feel like I have like no room to improve musically. Like I feel like I I peaked or something. Not like in an ego mm. way, but like where do I go from here? But I have like a million years left to live. Mm. You know, so there's just I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, a million a million years left to live. Yeah, I'm only I'm only two, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm the That's... youngest shoegazer next youngest. to Jay Mascus. I wonder if wow. you are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I mean, you might be. You might, might be. be. Well, there's probably some, like, fourteen year old making shoegaze somewhere. Anyway. We're gonna Jay find. Mascus? We're gonna find. Yeah, Jay Mascus. Yeah. Is he even shoegaze? No. Exactly. So, but so you he's win. the youngest shoegazer. <laughs> I've looked at my shoes before. Makes me a shoe. Okay, that was the worst joke I've ever made. I'm sorry. Please cut that. Out. No, that was oh, really I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm gonna replay no. that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna that make, one, sure. make that one louder than the rest. I'm gonna, of the I'm no. gonna turn the volume up on that one. Yeah. No. Sorry, Soph. I've looked at my shoes before. Sorry. Whenever we talk about music on this podcast, I get really insecure. Because I like me, I actually love shoegaze, the genre of shoegaze, yeah. and I I like music, but he's far better at speaking about it. And I I don't know, like like the regular music types of the world have intimidated me into into silence. I'm like too scared I'll say something stupid about music, so I'm I get quite anxious about it. Yeah, the rate your music bullies want you to stop talking about your favorite music forever. Yep, mm -hmm. they do. They uh, that's not even a joke. Yeah, I I get scared of them. I feel like that's why I had to say that. Like to clarify, I didn't call Jay Mascus shoegaze because I know the rate your music dudes. Will come <laughs> oh for my me. god! But mm. that that I feel like. Hmm. I, we've we've talked about rate your music being weird like they literally banned kayo multiple times and wow. yeah even though he like is like a patron to them yeah well, they just, they yeah. um they tried updating my rate your music profile with something that i like didn't want them to put on there and i like voted no on my rate your music account that is like it the the username is quantic and they're like why did you do that like mm. it's as if I'm not the person that you're trying to like update. That sucks. Mm. <laughs> that yeah, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. There's I've... there's two websites that I wish never existed, and it's Rate Your Music and Genius. But album uh, album <laughs> of the year can chill. Album of the album year of the, is dope. Yes, album of the year is very chill. I we Bandcamp Bandcamp stands in the house. We Bandcamp is the goat. We can pre we can, pre yeah. pre getting sold to whatever. I can't remember yeah, what happened. Epic Games, the Fortnite Epic Games, company. yes, of course. I like Epic Games. <laughs> I like Fortnite. They made they made Quake, right? I no. think they made Quake. Did they? I don't think they did. Maybe they did. But what I do know is they put Peter Griffin in Fortnite. That's awesome. Then then that made me like feel a little like a little better about Bandcamp. I'm like they're in good hands. Well, no, no, <laughs> Just that's kidding. Not- no, because bank because no, what happened is Epic bought Bandcamp and then oh, a year later, they sold it. That's Epic right. I'm sorry. Sold Bandcamp. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, Never who, mind. Who has it now? It's this company called Song Trader that no one knows anything about. But what we do know is when Epic sold it to Song Trader, Bandcamp like a significant amount of Bandcamp staff was fired. Whoa. Uh, so and they are like, aren't they like refusing to oh sorry like aren't they refusing to um recognize their union or something too or adhere well, to like union dem- yeah yeah that's the union definitely plays a critical role in in the drama and i don't know how like it's very clear that like up in this in this sale from epic to song trader like a lot of the union members specifically were laid off so that's a whole thing but you know what the the core infrastructure of Bandcamp the the service they provide is very good regardless of what capitalist overlord is doing bad stuff to it. It's still a good website, and I will defend it and use it. Yeah, not you, Quantic. Just kidding. <laughs> not you. Not you. One million Spotify monthly listeners. I am the capitalist overlord. I'm you like... are. Yeah. So I'm you like get like Keebler. what like you get like a solid like fourteen dollars a month from Spotify. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dope. Uh, I'm the Nabisco of shoegaze. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, the Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's like, me. Today no. I'm gonna listen to Quantic. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Well, you're on your way. You got. You got all the greats, and now Jeff is is next on the list. We could collab. You could collab. Honestly, he's probably like looking to like gain favor with Gen Z. You know what I mean? Do you think he plays instruments or or sings? Hmm. I feel like he can play a few chords on the guitar. That's just my guess. What do you do? You know, Kayo. I definitely can picture him on a yacht playing Wonderwall. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> That's Alexa, exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Now I, I feel like 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 nineties Jeff Bezos looks like he listens to They Might Be Giants. And oh like my God. <laughs> and, and like twenty twenties Jeff Bezos looks like he listens to like Pitbull. Yeah, I don't think he listens <laughs> to anything. I can't picture him <laughs> listening to anything at all. He listens Do to the think... sound of screams of his employees and cries. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he listens, like, hypothetically, if he actually does listen to music, do you think he listens, like, through the Amazon Music streaming service, or do you think he just uses Spotify because it's better? 
I'm I think he uses Amazon Music because he is so self-centered probably. I don't know him personally, but I know her ass. We're hey, I, yeah. He might be a really chill guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for hating. Hey, we don't know. Maybe he made all that money very ethic ethically. We don't know. Yeah. Big question mark. So I feel like he's on hip hop Twitter on like oh, a yeah. Smurf account. He follows oh, like rap, man. rap yeah. TV. Yeah. Some of the best accounts on the internet. You need like rap, rap to do a tweet about quantity. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. I feel like they would hate me for some reason. Mm. Yeah, I, I just he, think it'd be funny in the format. Like you know how rap does their like. Yeah. Are y'all rocking with quantity? <laughs> yeah. That would Quanic. be sick. Maybe I'll make that for the promoting this podcast episode. I'll like make a. Because I've already made fake rap posts before. Or would that be not cool? I don't know. R- rummage. so cool. Rummage. Okay. Rummage. <laughs> we got, yeah, we could do that. I was going to say this this song, um, Rummage, featuring Tom McDonald. Oh, no. That's going to be the next uh, Quantic. <laughs> the remix. The remix. <laughs> the remix. Tom, Tom McDonald just rapping over a, a singing saw. That, yeah, that sounds like hell. all right looking forward to it that's gonna be dope sick so is there anything like you are working on right now that you want to like talk about quickly before we wrap up or um yeah like what's like what's i'm not really working on anything right now i'm just um preparing for tour and stuff sweet and like can you provide some like details on your tour for like anyone listening um yeah i'm touring with jane and uh my backup band is just some of my best friends and we're going to places like cali and new york and seattle and it's going to be really cool and i would love to see you guys where can you get tickets um the dead air website sweet all right and wait, I was just gonna say it's from February. It's in February too. Yes. And you got a freaking well, you and Jane, mostly mostly Jane. You got a pitchfork. You got a pitchfork announcement about the tour. Oh yeah, Jane. Jane did that. But no, but it says right here in the subtitle in the subtext, dates with co-liner Quantic. So that's the first time that they've said my name. So you, that's dope. That, I mean, that's yeah, a pretty crazy. Yes. Congrats. They're sleeping on their sleep. Yeah. Well, wow. Thank the, you. The TikTokers, Gen Alpha beat Pitchfork to the, 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 the next <laughs> The big real thing. music. Pitchfork is dead and that officially is it. That's not, well, sorry, We love you, Pitchfork. <laughs> Don't cancel us. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Alrighty. be sure to check out their tour. Um, We'll link it in the description of this episode too, so yes. that you get easy access and check out Quantic's music. Step um, Dream, the new Step record Dream. Step Dream is dope. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on, Quantic. Yes, thank you so much. Thank it's been you an for honor. Me. You're goaded with the sauce. Yes, this is you are. I I was you really you're done with the 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 news, and I, I was very oh, yeah, impressed. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. based. 
I think Ooh, so. You very based. You're based. All right. Well, Alrighty. this has been Base News Network. Base News Network. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.